This is the Prepare for Awesome podcast, where we educate, inspire, motivate, and empower you to strive higher, push further, give more, do more, be more, as you become all you possibly can be. It's the science of motivation. Hi everyone, this is the Prepare for Awesome podcast number 25. I, I'm kind of blown away at how far we've got down the road with our episodes on number 25 already. It's fantastic. My name is Vic Williams. I'll be your host for the next 35 to 40 minutes as I share with you some ideas that are designed to educate, inspire, motivate and empower you in your daily life. The whole idea of the podcast is to encourage you to live a life that is worth living. Not one that is filled with endless pursuits, which kind of have no lasting value or legacy. Now on today's show, I'll be sharing with you an interview I did a few months back with a chap by the name of Troy Stellingworth. Um, We had a great time uh, chatting about life and business and motivation. Now Troy is a self-motivated building contractor who lives and works in a place called Grand Bend uh, in Ontario, Canada. And I met Troy through LinkedIn, uh, through his many motivational posts that he posts on the platform. Um, Kind of interacted with him and eventually decided it would be great to try and get him on the show and have a chat to you and share some of his ideas with you. Um, On LinkedIn, he's built a fantastic network um, and is, is fast, in my view, becoming very influential. I think he's got over 22,000 connections on LinkedIn at the moment and people seem to interact very well with his his motivational quotes and that sort of thing. So um, we're going to get into this interview right now and I'm going to let Troy speak for himself. So here's the interview. Okay, so uh, Troy, welcome to the show. It's great to have you on Prepare for Awesome. Uh, We met via LinkedIn. Uh, and and uh, so tell us about yourself. Tell us what you do, who you are, where you're from, all that sort of stuff. Well, first of all, thank you very much for having me on here. I'm honored and and, and pleased to uh, be able to do this. This is uh, exciting for me. And, uh, you know, I come from a small town in, in Ontario, Canada, um, Grand Bend to be exact. Right. And okay. I grew up with a uh, family, obviously, and uh, my mom and dad ran a little small business in town. And um, it wasn't something that I really wanted to take over. (laughs) (laughs) I saw them struggling and and just making ends meet every single day. But, uh, you know, here I am. um, I I own a construction company as well. And I went to school school for that. Yeah. Um, But then I was introduced to life leadership. And from there, um, it's definitely changed, changed my path in life. Okay. So you still running the construction business? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I still run that full time. Um, you know, my end goal is to, you know, get out of that as soon as possible. Um, okay. But, you know, it's just a matter of creating an asset on the side that that can out generate the cash flow uh, that the construction business does. Um, yeah. So is that uh, is that residential construction? Is it uh, corporate? Uh, corporate or how, what, what, what environment is that in? No, it's all residential. Okay. Um, we live in a really big... Uh, uh, cottage cottage country 
Yeah. Um, so a lot of a lot of renovations, decks, siding, okay. stuff like that. But um, you know, I'm 40 years old now, and I, I can already feel it on the body. And I don't want <laughs> I don't want to end up like the rest of the construction workers that are 65 and crippled. So yeah, bent out of shape and not able to do anything. Exactly. Exactly. So tell us a little bit about um, life leadership, how you came about the program. You said earlier before we started the recording that it's a franchise. How did you come about that and and what inspired you to get involved in that in that space? Well, it was actually a friend of ours, Ben Davis, uh, introduced us. He was our massage therapist and um, he actually contacted uh, my wife, Julie, and you know, said that, hey, I, I'm working on a side business. It's a leadership, personal development business. Um, she was a teacher at the time, an outdoor educator. Right. So she was. she's like, I'm interested. I love learning about leadership skills and, and personalities and stuff like that. So uh-huh. it was actually her that got, uh, got in, introduced to it first. Right. And, uh, you know, they came over and showed us this opportunity and showed us it was an online business um, right. franchise. And, um, I said to my wife, I was like, Julie, if you want to, if you want to do this, let's do this. Um, it's, it's better buying information from your own company than going to Barnes and Nobles or whatever bookstore is around you and buying it there. So, um, I kind of got swept in from the backside of it. Right. Um, not that enthusiastic about it at the time (laughs) because I was thinking, Oh, another business. I don't have time for this. Yeah. Um, but the more I dove into it, the more I realized, you know, it, it's something that you, you know, pick a few hours here and there every single week okay. and, and it has the opportunity to, to generate a good asset. Right. Okay. So, so what, what is the premise of life leadership? I mean, what is, what does it uh, involve? What is around it? What do they do? You know, what do you well, offer people? Life, life actually stands for living intentionally for excellence. Okay. Very um, good. So, we specialize in three areas, financial, personal, and professional information. Right. Um, so the premise around it is, is just to better yourself. That's, that's, that's the main goal of it is to, yeah, better yourself and then share that with other people. Okay. So it, it's about development, personal development, as well as helping other people to develop themselves. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay, so let, let's nope. just then focus on uh, how long have you guys been involved with, with life leadership? A little over four years now. Okay, yeah. And, and you know, loving every minute of it. Yeah. Um, you know, at first, like I said, Julie was the one that was super interested. But the more I dove into the information, yeah, the more it opened up my horizons and realized, wow, there's a lot more. Okay in Uh, life and that I don't know. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. There's always more to learn, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. So, um, in, in terms of the personal development side, uh, have you found that you've grown, you've developed, um, and in, and if so, in what ways have you found that you've developed and and grown as an individual? Well, as an individual, it's just, you know, when when you realize how little, you know, you become hungry and you start, the more the more information you put in your head, you start thinking different in every decision you make. Absolutely, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, one of the things that Claude Hamilton, one of the founders, always says is, you know, better decisions equals better better outcome every single time. Very much so. And, and that always starts with better information. Yeah, 
Absolutely. You know, you know, when it comes to finances, the stuff we dove into and started learning, we're paying our mortgage off quicker. Um, we realized that, um, you know, we were spending frivolously uh, with, with a lot of things. And all of a sudden we're, we shored up an extra 400 bucks a month coming into our house and, you know, th things like that, that, and, you know, I don't want to get too over the top, but you know, it's a lot of talk about how, you know, the banking industry is, is there to keep you in debt as long as possible. Absolutely. Yeah. That's their job, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then on the personal side too, like, um, public speaking was never, never my forte. Um, it okay. still, still gets me nervous. Um, <laughs> you know, if, if we were in front of an audience, I'd be a little bit more nervous like that. Okay. One on one, one on one, I'm fine. Yeah. Um, but you know, just little things like that. And then like the marriage books that I've read and the personality books that I've read, you know, just understanding people's personalities. Yeah, uh, and dealing with them has helped in my construction business, but also, you know, in every other aspect of my life as well. That, that was going to be my next question. So, how has this impacted on your your construction business? Because often, what happens is, um, as a as a business uh, consultant and coach, I see people um, they they've got a business, a great business, they're running along with it, it's doing okay, it may even be doing well, but then they pick up something on the side. And, and pretty soon they focused on that and this thing that, they, that they've relied on for so many years starts taking a nosedive. Uh, and, and then they sit in a position where the, the new thing they started isn't carrying them enough and may never carry them because um, for whatever reason, the structures aren't right or whatever. And the other business that they had that was strong is kind of uh, not carrying them either. How do you balance up the two and, and how is one impacted on the other? Well, that varies a lot by this, the two different businesses. Okay. Um, yeah. The thing I love about this is it kind of merges into one, like the one business is helping the other business. Very good. Right? Okay. Better understanding finances as a whole will obviously help in a business sense as well. Yeah. And personalities and leadership and, 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 and um, you know, those things will all merge into one. Um, so it's helped a lot. Obviously, because dealing with people <laughs> in any aspect of life, you can deal with people better. Yeah. You're going to win. Yeah. Um, you know, for time-wise, that's the nice thing of having an online business. Um, you know, a lot of that can be done in cracks of times here and there. Right. You know, I'm doing this right now on my lunch hour. Okay. <laughs> so I scheduled, my, I scheduled my day. I was like, okay, I can fit this in at lunch. Yeah, and then I'll go back to work this afternoon. Okay, very good. So um, it, it's nice to be, to have that flexibility, though, to work around your own time, isn't it? Absolutely. Okay, one hundred percent. So, from a personal development perspective, you you were talking just now about um, you, you feeling a little bit more comfortable standing in front of groups of people doing public speaking. Is that somewhere that you want to go? Is that something that you want to continue developing? Absolutely. Um, and just listening to myself say that it makes me nervous a little bit, but it, it, it is. And, and the more you do it, it, it's like anything in life. Um, you know, the first time we, we tried to start walking, I'm sure we were a little scared too, but we just Definitely. kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And, and public speaking is the exact same way. Like my wife is a phenomenal public speaker, Yeah. Uh, but it's because she, she's been thrown into that environment 
for a long time. And right. she, she's like, the first time I had to do it, I, I pretty much puked beforehand. <laughs> but it was just repetitive, repetitive, repetitive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to be successful in anything in life, it takes discipline and repetitive. Like, keep practicing, keep practicing, keep Absolutely. practicing. So what would you say to people who are in a similar kind of situation where they, um, they maybe want to, uh, let's say they want to start a business, but they unsure of themselves, they scared, they, 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 they labor under a lot of fear, or they've got that situation where they'd love to stand in front of a group of people and share their knowledge, but they're dealing with fear all the time. What, what would you say to them? How can they overcome that kind of, that kind of fear that holds them back from, becoming everything they potentially could be association. Okay. That's the number one yeah. thing out there. Surround yeah. yourself with dreamers, surround yourself with people who believe in you and, huh? and constantly push you as well yeah. to get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's fantastic, Troy, because that's not a new concept, is it? I mean, Surround yourself with the people that are going to push you. Surround yourself with the people that are going to encourage you. That's not a new concept. That's not something that was invented yesterday. I mean, that's a concept that's been around for, I don't know, hundreds of years. Every, um, I'm sitting here with books on my desk by Jim Rowan. And um, uh, somewhere over here, my, my, my desk is, is um, The Slight Edge. Uh, you know, yeah. all those sort of books. Jeff, I mean, they all Jeff Olsen. Yeah, you look like uh, you got it there too. Yeah, it's up on the bookshelf. <laughs> so, I mean, those kind of books, going back as far as I can uh, um, find books, authors have been talking about that sort of stuff, um, you know, uh, for, for ages. So, in our new environment, uh, environment where technology is, is, is kind of leading the way, I mean, we're sitting here um, on, this, on this call, you're in Canada, I'm in the UK. Uh, is that stuff still relevant and how, if it is relevant, how do we surround ourselves with those kind of people uh, if we so far apart or, and, and not so connected anymore? Well, the thing is, is, is standing on the shoulders of giants, you yeah. know, start reading again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So many people don't read anymore or like read the books that should be read. Yeah. First of all, that was one of the biggest things, biggest eye openers that uh, life leadership brought to brought to my attention okay is reading 15 minutes a day yeah you'll plow through a book a month yeah yeah that's 12 books a year that's think probably how, 12 more than you read previously isn't it think how far in advance you'll be yeah. a year from now Absolutely. if you've read 12 books from you know world-renowned authors yeah you know people who have have the fruit on the tree yeah Orrin Woodward, one of the founders, and Chris Brady, they're, they're the two principal founders of Life Leadership. Okay. They talk about this all the time. You know, association is the key. You know, we're taught that as children not to hang around with Johnny down the street who throws rocks. But as we grow up as adults, do, do we really do that anymore? Yeah. Or do we hang out with the people who are mo most convenient yeah. and fun? To yeah. hang around yeah you I know, think that's, that's often the problem isn't it we, we like to hang around with the kind of people that um, are fun to or easy to hang around with not the kind of people that want to actually challenge us and make us better yeah and it 
there's nothing wrong with those type of people either. You know, mm. we talk about investing time and spending time with people. Yep. My wife and I. So, you know, some people, yeah, we go and spend time with and have a great time and, and that's fine and dandy too. You need those, those friends. Sure. Um, but if you can find a group of people that are, are striving to be better, mm. um, and and have the fruit on the tree that you want. That's that's the main thing, Vic. Yeah. Is you know if you want to be better or if you want to start a business, um, find somebody who has a business like what you want to do. Yeah. And then go look at their lifestyle. Go look Is at that what, what they you do. Want? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, are they working eighty-hour weeks? They have a crappy family life. There's a lot of people who are super successful financially, but their life behind closed doors are a train wreck. It's an absolute mess, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, what I'm going to be teaching our daughter, Isabella, is, you know, you can do whatever you want, but let's look at that lifestyle first before you make decisions. Very, very um, good. I yeah. feel, you know, as kids, we're getting pushed faster and faster through school. And, and they're trying to make decisions when they're 14 years old that could affect their rest of their life. Yeah. <laughs> They've not learned anything yet. No. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. And, uh, you know, talking to Oren or hearing Oren speak and, and Chris speak too, where they, they bribe their kids to read. <laughs> you know, uh, Oren on one of the audio CDs I've listened to said, you know, I pay my, my kids a dollar every time they fill up my water bottle, but I'll pay them $20. Yeah to do a book report. He's like, I want them to know that they'll get paid more by using their brain than they, than they use their physical. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, let, let's take a step back. Just uh, picking up on that point. How did you get into the environment of construction to start with? Um, well, my dad owns a garage. Okay. And I was always good with my hands. Right. Um, Is he a mechanic? Yeah, he's a mechanic. Okay, I, that's my background too. I'm a mechanic by trade as well. Okay, yeah, he's a mechanic and a lay preacher. Oh, I think wow. he should have went into yeah, he should have went into the ministry. <laughs> <laughs> but well, there again, like decisions made at a young age yeah. affects the rest of your life. Absolutely. And you know, it was a decision I made when I was younger, thinking, okay. oh, you know, I like to build things. You know, I'm good with my hands. I can pick stuff up quick. Uh, yep. My uncle owns a construction company out in Calgary. Um, I, I don't, I don't know why I picked it. To be honest, that that's kind of the only logical thinking that I had at the time. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I became a mechanic because my father said to me, um, "Go and get yourself a trade." I mean, I'm talking way back in the in the late 1970s. He said to me, "Go yep. get yourself a trade, so that um, if you know if your life changes and you do something else and all that fails." You've, you've got something to fall back on. But for me, I've been out of the trade so long, I always say to people, it's going to be a hell of a long fall. <laughs> because since I left the bench, things have changed dramatically. I mean, I, don't, I hardly even open my own car's bonnet. Well, it's, you look under the hood these days and you're like, what is that? Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm dad, not a computer technician. No, my dad, my dad actually never elevated to that that area either right um when they started really getting technical he was just like no nah, i'm just going to stick to brakes and tires and exhaust and you know stuff, stuff that he was comfortable with. yeah 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 okay so but, how long has he been in, in that space 
48, 40, high 40s years okay. anyways. Yeah. Um, he, he's looking to retire this year. Okay. And as, so, he, as, as uh, what you're learning through life leadership, have you been able to impact on your parents or uh, your friends, that sort of thing? Absolutely. Um, and, and it's funny that you, you talked earlier about how, how I have changed. Yeah. Um, within six months, my mom came to me and was just like, I don't, I don't know what you're doing, but keep doing it. You've com like completely changed. Oh, brilliant. And I was like, Oh really? What? And I was just like, all I was doing was listening to audios and, and like I said, reading books Yeah. And, and associating with different people. And that's, that's, it's when other people see the changes that it's important, isn't it? Absolutely. Because, you know, it's easy for us to go, oh, no, you know, I'm not changing. I'm reading all these books and nothing's happening. Because often the change is subtle, it's slow, it takes time. But it's the other people that don't see us all day, every day, that so quickly pick up those changes and recognizes the things that are going on. 100%. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's funny because we feed our body from our neck down three times a day. Yeah. But we don't feed yeah. the rest very often and it's a multi-million dollar computer up there that you know a lot of people as soon as they're done school they 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 flip on autopilot and think oh you know i'll just watch tv every single day well you know it's interesting that you talk like that i i, I left school um two years before i should have um, okay. because i absolutely hated school i mean there was for me there was nothing worse to do in a day than go to school i loved the sport yeah. But, oh, sitting in a classroom just drove me bananas. So I left school two years early, went to the, the Air Force, uh, became a motor mechanic in the Air Force, and then grew from there. And I can remember that first day um, when I watched all the, before I went to the Air Force, watching all the kids go off to school. Uh, you know, in South Africa, um, schools start in January. That's when the school year starts. Okay. Um, so that's kind of the Southern Hemisphere thing. Yeah. Um, which I'm, I'm still trying to get accustomed to here in the UK with the school year starts in September, uh, yeah. which I think is the same for you guys in Canada, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. 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 So I, I'm still trying to get used to that idea. But anyway, I, I was getting ready to go to the Air Force and I was watching all these kids go to school and it was so exciting for me. I can remember thinking, I never <laughs> have to learn again. You know, I'm free from all that nonsense. Yeah. And um, my first couple of years in the Air Force were great. And then I had to start learning again. Because now I was becoming a mechanic, and you had to do all these um, these technical grades, and you had, and I just thought, what did I leave school for? <laughs> and, and the interesting thing is, I have not stopped learning since. Yeah. But the sad thing is, so many people do stop. They oh, leave school, they think I never have to learn again, and then they stop learning, or they leave university and they've got a degree as a as, to become a lawyer or whatever the case may be, and they stop learning. Yeah. So. What would you say to those people who maybe stopped learning 10, 15 years ago and they're going, well, I don't want to learn anymore. Um, what would you say to them? How could you encourage them to, to lift their game, to start learning again, to start new things? Well, a lot of, a lot of people give me the excuse I don't have time, <laughs> which is hogwash. Because yeah. like I said earlier, 15 minutes a day, you can plow through a book a month. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, but, and technology has come so far now too. Like we have an app for your phone that you can listen to audio CDs about parenting or finances or leadership yeah. constantly 
So don't don't tell me you don't have time. What I would ask a person is, are you happy where you're at? Yeah. And, yeah. and that, that's that's a big question. Are you happy where you're at? And most of them go, yeah, I'm happy sitting in front of the TV, you know. And then dig a little bit deeper, and then the reality strikes. Yeah, no, I'm not happy. Exactly. I hate my job. Eighty percent of people hate their job. That's an incredible thing, isn't it? I mean, I learned that uh, a few years ago. Somebody said to me, eighty um, percent of people go to uh, every morning, get up and go to the job that they hate. Uh, just to come home and start the process all over again. And I just thought, I mean, I've been self-employed for almost 30 years. I just, I, I just can't get my head around it. Well, it, there again, it's the golden handcuffs. It's comfort. You know, people are afraid to step out um, yeah. to do something or try to find a different job. Cause let, let's be honest, they're probably not going to be happy at a different job either. They might be happy for a year. Yeah. But most jobs are pretty repetitive. Yeah. You know, they have one one year's experience, 25 years in a row. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Right? Oh. So so I can see why uh, people get stagnant, yeah. you know, doing that. Um, but but there again, like if, if they're learning um, on the side, trust me, they'll, they'll start, their brains will start firing back up again. Absolutely. And they'll start looking at different situations, even in their current job. Like I hear testimony after testimony through life leadership of people who, you know, they didn't build this as a business, but they took the information. And next thing you know, they're getting promotion, 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 because yeah. all of a sudden people, like you said earlier, people start recognizing, you yeah. know, that difference and like, yeah. Oh man, what's going on. Um, but it works. It works like a gym, right? If you yeah. get a gym membership and don't do anything, you're not going to get see many results. <laughs> and, so, and that's, that's the truth. I mean, you, you've got to exercise that. Uh, you've got to exercise your brain. I'm, I'm getting quite into the whole area of neuroscience and looking at the latest research that's coming out about how amazing. I mean, we've always known that this thing between your ears is such an incredibly um, complex and dynamic uh, um, computer for want of a yeah. better word. But, yeah. I mean, it's it's just incredible what your brain can do and how it can keep growing and, and developing in new areas that sort of come to light. And, and, and yeah, as you learn, as you educate, as you put in, you're going to get yeah. so much more out of it, aren't you? Well, it, it's more more than just like it can – the brain's so powerful it can change phys, phys, physical features. Yeah. Like they've done research on people who are like bi, bipolar personalities. And like the one personality is diabetic and the other one isn't and eye colors change yeah. and blood pressure changes as they, they switch in and out of different personalities. Yeah. And it, like that's crazy to me. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, Oh, that's, that's weird. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Once you start learning that, you know, it's like, Ooh, wow. Like I, I was listening to an audio where they did a study with teachers even yeah. And, and they actually switched um, some of the results. Like supposedly they're, all the students had this, this test and they switched some of the results. And some of the students that had poor results on the test, the teachers were told that they were gifted students. Yeah. And just by the reaction of the teacher and how the teacher treated that student differently, all of a sudden at the end of the year, they redid the test again. And that, like, that student went skyrocketed up from where he was before. That's crazy. Uh. Yeah. It wasn't that he was taught anything different. He was just taught 
well, acted differently upon. Yeah, he was and taught was, differently upon. Absolutely, people interacted with him differently. So yeah, yep. there was a, a study done a couple of years ago in uh, in London with London taxi drivers. Okay, um, and they discovered that a certain part of the London taxi driver's brain um, had increased in size uh, because all London taxi drivers have to have what they call the knowledge. They go through this process of learning every street, so they know where to go, and they don't use GPS and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, they know the quickest routes around, and you know, and, yeah. and they discovered that the part of the brain that um, retains that knowledge had grown and yeah. bigger. But what I they actually, also what they also discovered. Sorry to interrupt you, Troy. No, is that sorry. When those same guys retired, that part of the brain shrunk again because it wasn't being used as much anymore. And it's crazy. I mean, that's just that's wild. You know? Yeah, and I actually I actually heard that same study, and, and found that like mind blowing as well. And, but it, it's like the brain is a muscle, like any muscle in our body. Absolutely. Yeah. You stop using it, it's gonna get weaker. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, there's there's that age old saying that says you can't teach an old dog new tricks, and and a lot of people, uh, a lot of motivational people uh, speakers, have always said, well, that's that's kind of an insult even to an old dog. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But now research is starting to back that up, that you can teach an old dog new tricks. Absolutely. By, uh, like you were saying, grab a book, read 15 minutes a day, uh, get that information in, begin to believe it, change your philosophy, change your attitude, change your actions, change your results. Absolutely. 100%. That is just, yeah. for me, that is so exciting, you know? For sure, for sure. And like, you know, the, the people... Who, who say they can't do it. That's, uh, that's just hogwash. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want to do it. That's more the case, isn't it? It's not you oh, can't. Yeah. It's you don't want to apply the discipline to do it. Yeah. Yeah, because whatever's holding them back, somebody in their same situation has done it. Absolutely. So, you know, th that's what I've said to a few people. I was like, you know, can, can you not do it or you just don't want to? Yeah, because, absolutely. You know, priorities – are different if you really want it and, and kind of getting back to, you know, the big, the big picture. If, if the dream's not big enough, yeah. You know, you're going to sit on the couch. Absolutely. You've got to have that, that fundamental thing that's pushing you from behind to do better. Yeah. And I either, it's either going to be positive or it's going to be negative. Absolutely. It, it's sad to say, but a lot of people wait for the negative. Oh, it's crazy. Troy, oh, I had a heart attack. I better get into shape. <laughs> yeah, I started going back to gym a little while ago. And every time I come out, I think, oh, I'm not going to do that again. And I go back again. And, and it's amazing how over time things change and you actually start looking forward to it. Yeah. 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 And it's like anything. You what, what is it? 21 days to create a new habit? Absolutely. Something that like they, that. Yeah. They say roughly. I'm always, and trying it to is. Figure out, I'm always still trying to figure out who they are. <laughs> they said it. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they're still saying it now, or if they've got out of the habit, <laughs> moved on a little bit. So, Troy, um, as as we kind of bring this this call to a close, um, give give our listeners one thing that they can walk away with that would encourage them to say, you know, if he can, I can. What what is that one thing that drives you that you can pass on to other people that they can go? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to grab hold of that thing and run. Uh, a dream. 
it's got it's got to come from the heart and, and if you're not willing to to put it out on the line there and 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 see what happens it's easier to to figure out if there's a problem wrong than than not not think about it at all or, or regret it later on absolutely um and, and it's all about adding value whatever you're going to do whatever you're going to do whatever business you're going to start how is this going to add value to the person Okay. Why are they going to want this or why do they need this? Yeah. And, and then go from there and then try to add value to every relationship um, and build relationships, network, Very you good. Know, talk yeah. to people all over the place and, and be nice. <laughs> be, <laughs> be, nice. Key, be nice, please. Yeah. So, Smile, be nice. Absolutely. So what does the next five years look like for, for Troy and, and family? Um, I'm going to hopefully be right out of my job and, and then going around North America and the world talking about life leadership and telling my story to people and saying, Hey, if I, if I can do it, you know, a kid out of a small town, yeah, um, you know, afraid to public speak, you know, so can you, you can, if you're willing and, and, and going to move forward in your life, then you've got to take that first step. Very good. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I tell you what, listening to your passion, the passion with uh, which you speak, I've got no doubt that that's going to happen. Thanks so much, Vic. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm honored to be on this. this. This has been fun, a lot of fun. Well, it, it's been great having you on, on the podcast, and I look forward to having a conversation with you in the future. It's really been great having you with us. Thanks Please very do. Much. Perfect. Thank you. Okay, Thank you mate. very much. Okay, well, that was a fantastic interview with Troy. Really enjoyed doing it. And I hope you picked up on the four keys um, that he mentioned during the show. Now, those four keys, and I'm just going to highlight them again here. Those four keys were number one, have a dream. Number two, add value. Number three, build networks. And number four, be nice. Just be nice to people. It's, um, it, it, there's no value in being horrible to people. So be nice. So that's number four. I had a fantastic time with, uh, with Troy, chatting with him, getting to know more about him and his family. And he's definitely a guest that we will have back on the show in the very near future. So I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you got a lot of value out of it. Thanks again for listening. I look forward to chatting with you again in the next episode as we continue to share with you ideas that can motivate you, encourage you, and empower you. Thanks again for your time today. I, I really enjoy chatting with you. I really enjoy sharing this stuff with you. But I know that your time is valuable. And I don't want to take up more of it than I have to. So thanks very much. I want to encourage you this week. Become the best version of yourself you can possibly, uh, possibly be. Uh, I trust you have a great day. And remember to be awesome today.